Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back. And just like when you're driving around down the road and you see the perfect end table with a free sign on it. That has a bug in it. We are going to tell you about the perfect movie for you. Just like you find that perfect chair on the, and bring it up to your apartment and there's like a, a chupacabra that pops out the bottom and bites no, you No, no. I said end table. Mm-hmm. Because you never pick up a couch or a chair that says free on it. You just don't know what's in there. Same thing with end table, I think. I don't know. Carly? <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John? I'm- <laughs> I was going to give you a second I'm Tony I'm, I'm drinking Each of us has picked a specific movie genre I have horror thriller I have science fiction fantasy I have drama and romance I have action adventure We take turns selecting from our movie genres Movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list But maybe by listening to our podcast We can give convince you to give these films a second chance Wow I'm glad we went old school on that. I appreciate it. I found my note. You found your note. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to our number one fan, Ben. Sorry about all the dog barking. That's the fifth member of the podcast. He has Shale. a dog. <laughs> also, Supposedly. Also, i just like to hashtag keep that streak alive. <laughs> what? You would know this if you were on our Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing a shout-out, because I know oh, you good. love the shout-out. I'm all about the shout-out, so also shout-out to Mom and her stuffing. I got some bad news for you, Tony. Uh, My mother made a surprise visit yesterday. And? No stuffing. Ooh. Did she know she was supposed to bring stuffing? Well, I told her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but you didn't specifically so mention was, stuffing. Well, I know she's not listening to the podcast, because she didn't even bring it up. <laughs> Well, maybe she's listening from the beginning and she's not on the... She hasn't made it to timer yet. Yeah. Timer's when stuffing talks. Well, she's on vacation right now. So like an oven timer. Timer is when... Timer went ding and stuffing talk began. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's our movie? I don't know. It's Carly's pick. It's This Means War. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this Means War with Captain Kirk and Bane? Yeah. Or is it The Stuffing War? No. I don't the think Battle for the Best Mom? In this movie. Oh uh, yeah, no, no. This movie doesn't have no hanky panky, no hanky panky. Okay, there was some hanky panky though. Yeah, there was. Yeah, well, <laughs> no axes though. <laughs> and no know what this movie doesn't no also tits. have? Like no peeing. Like nobody pees. Nobody no drinks movie. any pee. I don't think. No one's. The movie didn't start with anybody urinating, which is something you know. The high percentage of our movies have done that. Well, this movie is called, according to IMDb, an action comedy romance. And it's two CIA operatives... Operators? Cannot speak. (laughs) ...wage an epic battle against one another after they discover they're dating the same woman. And uh, it's written by Timothy Dowling, who also wrote Role Models, which is another... There's peeing in that. Well, he also wrote 2015's (laughs) Pixels, which was a great movie if you took out all of the parts with Adam Sandler having a romance. Hmm. The rest of the stuff is great. I've never seen it because Adam Sandler's in it, but... Yeah, like all the romantic stuff is you know, trash, like but the rest not of the movie's kind of fun. Recently. Yeah, oh. no. Not Sleepy Sandler? Is it awkward to tell you that we're going to be doing Don't Mess With mm-hmm. Your Hand next? And. No. <laughs> <laughs> and also written by Simon Kinberg, who wrote Jumper, which I wrote down because that keeps popping up. He wrote <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, Fantastic Four, X-Men Days of Future Fast. Which Fantastic Four? The, um, the new one? 
The new one. No, oh, that would be shit. They're all shit. The original, the Shittest. first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Good one. Jumper. The Good original X Men. Triple X State of the Union. No. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Nice. I, I like wrote them all down because she I wrote them all. I've, I've never seen most of them, so. <laughs> well, you can st- you can skip Triple X State of the Union. Not a great movie. That was what I like to refer to as a fiction. I heard. I did yeah. like. I saw Apocalypse. Fantastic Four. I like Days of Future Past. I think it's underrated. The one mm. where they go back in time because I liked that one. That was Days of Future Past. I like that, that one. Good. And he wrote the upcoming one, Supernova. Maybe which I wrote well, that. One. I don't know if we'll like it. I don't know. I thought X Men Apocalypse was crap. I liked it. It was. I didn't like it either. But you know what was... That's three new names. But that's not our movie today. <laughs> yes, but we may need to watch it this might movie. Be movie. It might be next week, but... Oh, man. When do I get the pick again? <laughs> next Very week is soon. me, and then you're the week after that. All right, well, stand by for X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> oh. God, I hope he forgets. So this movie was directed by Mick G, mm-hmm. which... I'm not going to lie. I had never heard of him before. You never heard of Mick like, G? Who's MCG? And Tony was like, Mick G, Carly, come on. <laughs> he did Terminator Salvation, uh, Supernatural, uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, once I looked him up, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, he I did definitely. We Are Marshall. That movie makes me cry. It's so good. The one about football? Yeah, about the West Virginia the West Marshall Vir- University yeah, football team that died in the plane crash. Yeah, man. Oh, that's a tearjerker. It's really good. Yeah, it's a really Willow good movie. by the way. <laughs> Look, if you this happened in like the seventies. If you don't know about this, it's seriously famous. Spoiler. If you care about college football at all, which I know you don't, but this is really famous. <laughs> I like how you're doing an accent this week. I know. I don't know what happened. It I, did, I, I did one last week, and Elaine's doing one this week. Sorry, I worked today, and the southern people were very southern today. Aww. Well. You, you can have Bless a, their hearts. You can have a glass of peach tea and go... When the ladies with the really thick accents talk to you, you mean. start to yeah. sound a, glass a little of funny. Tea, a glass there of piss and call it grandma's peach tea. That's it. When I worked at Rite Aid, I remember We're I was giving Superman. somebody their change once, yeah, and they were like, I love how people here have just a little bit of a southern accent, and I was like, do I? <laughs> yes. yes well, sometimes it gets stronger. This other podcast I listened to, Away With Words, they talked about that Not one cheap time. cheap pops for those. When you talk to someone who has an accent, you start mimicking their accent. That's a natural phenomenon that tons of people do. It's not you making fun of them. It's just it. No, it's actually it's a good rapport building thing. It's just one of those natural things that people do. Well, you do that to build rapport because you want them to like you. So you do that stuff okay. so they relate to you as a person. Okay, and I like how she. So you're at work thing. and you're like, look at these great. She's clearly not building rapport with me. Like, because another thing is paying attention to someone when they're talking. They're going, okay, I'm looking down and totally blowing them I off. Was- yep, too bad. Keep okay. Phone call. Too bad. So this movie, this means war, <laughs> had a budget of sixty-five million dollars and really? made almost. <laughs> 55. Oh. <laughs> and it has a 6.3 on IMDb, a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, 56 from the audience, and we do have a Roger Ebert review of a 1.5 out of 4. Ouch. Ooh, exciting. I didn't write down what he wrote, though. I did get one yeah. review. What's the point of bringing it up if she's not going to well, tell us what it said? I thought you were going to ask, did we get a Robert Eater? You could have just given us one choice sentence yeah. where he says, this I means crap. <laughs> <laughs> He probably did. <laughs> I don't but think he did that. Jessica gave it 3.5 stars. Jessica out of Rabbit? And said it would, maybe. Sure. Your sister? We'll go with that. I don't think Let's go with Jessica Rabbit. She might cool. have. No, it's cooler if it's Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Just because you've never seen a movie doesn't mean that your sisters have never seen a movie. 
Aaron's seen lots of movies, but no, anyway. we're supposed to plug Carly's father, not her sister. Okay? <laughs> Jesus, sisters, there's plural. Yes, but, but stick with the theme of the podcast, damn it. <laughs> but there's not a lot of dad chat on this, for this movie. There really isn't. Hi, Dad. <laughs> okay, we're so good. So Jessica Rabbit said that it was kind of silly, slightly sleazy, with a sprinkle of sweetness. Could be worse. But the fight scenes were pretty decent. I like that. It could have been worse. I liked that review. I thought it was good. Someone could have got stabbed in the, in the chest with an axe. Mm. Most <laughs> of the... That might have made it better. Most of the negative reviews I saw focused on, like, <clears throat> making this real. Like, people who work in the government are spending government tax or tax money on stalking people they choose to stalk and how gross and creepy it is for guys to be... <laughs> Bugging her house, and that's most of the Wait bad reviews. It's I bad saw to bug a girl's house. That's yeah, her <laughs> focusing on that aspect of it, and I liked how she was like, you know, like we're we're not really focusing on that. We're we're focusing on this is a fun kind of lighthearted, kind of sleazy, but it's also sweet. And <laughs> most movies that show real life portrayals of government jobs. Um, unless they're super well acted, are way boring. <laughs> you know why? Because, because most jobs like that are fucking boring. Why would you want to watch that boring ass movie? Yeah. This is a much more entertaining. So this is movie. a like, lot more. Let's fun. watch a movie about firemen. So what do they do? Well, they made dinner and clean the truck. Play Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> like that's fucking Maybe boring. Maybe got to work out in. <laughs> Maybe got to work out in. So anyway, a group hug. <laughs> what did you guys think before? Had you guys all seen this movie? Yes. Okay. Well, what did you, you Tony? Think? Yeah. Tony's so, the one who made me watch it for the first so time. So, th- what did you think for the first time, or what did you think for going into it? What did you I, expect? I don't care. What okay. it, just give me your thoughts. I'll well, start. <laughs> well, she said Tony, but... Oh, oh well, I don't know. Because I asked if he had... Go ahead, Link. <laughs> I've... The first time... Before... The first time me and John saw this together, and... It was he, Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. Was it when it came out? Because it yes, came it out Valentine's it was. Day. It was nice. when it came out. Mm-hmm. And we thought, this looks like fun. And it was. And it's been fun ever since. I've seen it like five or six times, I think. Um, I don't remember when I saw it. I, I just picked it up from somewhere, um, probably in the last few years. And I like Chris Pine and I like uh, Bane. Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy. So Bane. I was like, I'll watch it. And I liked it. So. Well, when I, I saw my girlfriend watch it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend hasn't watched it. <laughs> May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Because last time I had a girlfriend, we hadn't come out. <laughs> she got an axe in the chest. Could you not joke about a fictitious girlfriend? I hate when I you said the last stuff. time I had a girlfriend, she hadn't come out. So I'm just saying, please don't make jokes about a fictitious girlfriend because it always ends up with somebody thinking you're cheating on me, and I hate that shit. So just please don't. No, honey, you're my one and only. My my first. Like my last, Day all over. my, my everything. everything. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. So, um, I, I I remember going into this thinking, well, this looks like a good Valentine's Day movie, which is why I took the wife to go see this on Valentine's Day, <laughs> and it was it was uh, it was a bit of all right. So, uh, but now after watching it again, well, we'll get to that. All okay. Right. So, we open with some music, I feel like we and to they're do that. given a mission. Yeah. A very covert mission to intercept and apprehend the Heinrich brothers. The mission does not go well. It <laughs> sure it does. Well, the brothers get off the helicopter and they go in and FDR and Tuck are doing... A Those are our heroes. So FDR is which one? Chris Pine. 
And so Tuck would be? Tom Hardy. At least you didn't call him Bane. <laughs> but uh, they're kind of looking, and then the brothers shoot up the guys they're doing a deal with, and they go to leave, and our two <laughs> heroes are not so covert. And suddenly... Uh, you, did you skip the scene where they're flirting with the girls? Yes. Yes. Oh, don't skip that scene. Because we get the wonderful um, they say banter. They say they're fake jobs. Mm -hmm. FDR is a cruise ship captain. Of and a he, very, very large vessel. <laughs> and this is my friend Tuck. He's a travel agent. My, my short friend here is a travel agent. And then the girl looks at him and goes, permission to come aboard, Captain. <laughs> Which I think is funny because he's Captain Kirk. He's but Captain I don't think there's anything had to do with it. No, I don't know if he had started being Captain. 2009 was, was, Cap he? was the first oh. one. So this was 2012. That's true. I remember it, it was 2009. Well, yeah, yeah, I know a lot about movies. I have a podcast about them. And Tom Hardy was in a Star Trek movie, too. Yes, uh, he was. I don't know which one. The, it was the next generation one with... Oh, did I write it down? Picard. Did I write it down? The um, Genesis. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either. Okay, well, I'm glad you remember. Star Trek people know that. Nemesis? Right. <laughs> Nemesis. Nemesis. I think that is it. What did I say? Genesis? I know my Trek. I was close. <laughs> uh, well, he was in... Um, no, wait a minute. It was The Last Jedi, wasn't it? Or Return of the Jedi? Every time. Every oh, time. Man. doesn't get old. <laughs> I feel like there would have been better places to inter to interject Jedi talk. Oh, we will. Don't worry about it. Keep going. All right. So after so, after the girl wants permission to come this aboard. This is a good action sequence. They yes, say it is. we have to go to work for real. And they do. For and real. shots are end up fired everywhere. They're out on the helicopter pad. The one brother, after quite a scuffle, the one brother parachutes away. And his other brother ends up falling to his death. Well, they're on top of a building. Money's mm. flying everywhere. <laughs> the little brother... Okay, so Tuck... This is important. Tuck is hanging... Has fallen off the side of the building. He's hanging on by his fingertips. And the little brother, the little bad guy brother, comes and is going to shoot him in the face. And FDR is, like, fighting the bodyguards to get to him. Mm -hmm. Tuck! Tuck! And he gets through, and he, like... Grabs the little brother by his parachute and pushes him off balance and rips the little brother's parachute off. And he drops the briefcase full of weaponry and Tuck, still hanging off the building, catches it. Catches it. Yeah. And then, oh no, whoa, whoa, he falls off the building. The little brother, not Tuck. And then FDR pulls Tuck to safety. FDR, so is he Franklin Delano Roosevelt? His, his name, name is, is Frank. His name is Franklin, yes. FDR is his nickname. Yes. Okay, I don't know. But and Tuck's real name isn't Tuck. No, no it's not. Um, but the little brother, when the older brother gets out, gets his parachute off and goes over, the little brother has a piece of FDR's suit in his hand. Mm -hmm. So he has this piece of fabric, and that's his clue because he wants revenge. He's well, he also, the bad guy walks by when he's telling... The waitress yes. where he got it from, and the bad guy picks it up for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. That's what you call a Because <laughs> the plot girl device. is flirting with him, and as such, she's feeling up his suit. Well, no, but why would like, this is beautiful. What a belt. You know, but maybe he's just, you know. Maybe he was just checking out idea. that chick. Yeah. Or maybe he thought it was a nice suit. <laughs> it was a nice suit, I'm not going to lie. Men who wear nice suits, they notice. Suits are nice. Okay. Nothing suits me like a suit. Mm. So... The guys, they, uh, they, they caught the one guy, but six people died in this, and not so covert. 
I don't uh, think that's bad. They didn't Mission. catch anybody. Well, they, they killed the guy. They killed the one. So he's not they causing any problems. They didn't catch him. They killed him. Yeah. So he's not causing any problems. He's fine. But they mucked up the whole mission. But then they, they don't get any intel. They're going to get in trouble. They got the briefcase. Yeah. But then we cut to some ladies at work. They're testing some pans. And it seems like a fun and cool job. I think I would enjoy that job. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good idea to give her that job. Because a lot of times the girlfriend in movies is... It doesn't have a job that's interesting. There's some kind of blank this job. is an interesting job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or it's your standard like fake movie job: nurse, doctor, lawyer, yeah. architect. Architect, yeah. But this is different. I've never seen Wedding this planet. job. Writer, <laughs> pop up like reporter, police yeah. officer. No, no, don't <laughs> give me side eye like reporter. Well, you gave me side eye like writer, like <laughs> I was like, like Lois Lane. <laughs> it wasn't a face. It was just my face. No, that was a face. Poker face. That's a face right there. This is a that's face. That's a face. Look at the face. Look, Tony. See, that's a face. Yep, two eyes, nose, nose. We've gotten maybe five minutes in this movie. Maybe. <laughs> we got like 17 Probably minutes not. into the podcast. <laughs> this is why our listeners love us. The banter. <laughs> I tell you. So. Hey, Dr. Nick. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got to give a shout out to DJ real quick. Hey, DJ. Thank, keep listening. Reese Witherspoon is Lauren, and she's the boss. And she Yeah, why has, is she the boss? Because she's the main because she's a workaholic. Mm -hmm. And when you have no life, only work, you become the boss. Sushi for one. Got it. <laughs> Sushi for one. With her boyfriend, Ken. So her assistant, there. who I had seen before in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, she's done a couple things. Asked if she can leave early for the holiday weekend. And Lauren is like, oh, it's a weekend? And a it's holiday. a holiday? You should do that. Yeah, you should go. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Wow, you are a horrible person. <laughs> We get the impression that she's all work and no life. Like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And then it's been four minutes, so we got back to the dudes. See, it's a thing now, Tony. Good job. <laughs> and they are called into the boss's office, and they are getting it handed to him for mucking it up. Who's the boss? Oh, crap. Angela Bassett? Yes, I knew that. Do you know who that is? Yes. She got her groove back. <laughs> Can you name I've you? I've seen that. I was, you messed it up because I was going to ask no, her name. I, one other Angela Bassett I, movie. I probably would not have been able to off the top of my head. but I have. Other than Stella getting her groove back. Yeah. She wouldn't have been able to name that off the top of her head. <laughs> no, but I have seen that. Well, this is Carla. It's not just Tony. bad with names. <laughs> Tony, give me another move with Angela Bassett. Um, color purple. There you go. That's true. <laughs> We're just gonna throw some shit out. Oh, there. Hope nobody terrible. fact checks it. There well, he go. said, "I don't know if it's true, so don't, don't tweet at us, Tony. You're an idiot." Hashtag Tony get a clue. People will probably be disappointed though. <clears throat> All right. Um, so they, she tells them that the the older brother is going to be seeking revenge and that they are grounded. See, now that just seems like a stretch to me. How does she know that this guy's stuff's not going to take it on the chain and be like, all right, well, the CIA's looking for me. I know they killed my brother, but they're looking for me. I'm going to lay low, which is what I would do. This is a movie. Oh, yeah. And they've been collecting, uh, you get the impression, they've been collecting intel on this guy for a while. So maybe they feel like they can predict what he's going to do. Maybe yeah. they feel like they have profilers or something, and they're like, yeah, he's going to go and... Do this or well, that. they do have people that are so good they can hack movie databases. You know, the movie... Never mind. We'll get there. So, they don't know what to do with themselves. And we see them just, like, laying in their chairs, playing with their guns Much on their like desks. Much like little that? kids that are grounded. Mm -hmm. 
They're Ooh. just sitting there. But I'm sorry, it just seems very unsafe to be sitting there twirling your gun like that. Hopefully he took the bullets out. I don't know. Who was twirling their gun? Uh, Tom um, Hardy was. Tuck. No, it was Tuck. It was, it was Tuck. Tuck. But Tuck never has a mag. It's a running joke that he's always like, I need a mag. So there obviously wasn't any bullets in that gun because Tuck never has a mag. So it was perfectly safe. That's a good point. I'm going with that. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Okay, you guys have a good plan, Tom. Now go back to Lauren. Yes. She is walking down the street, embarrassing herself. She's singing. That's not she's singing with headphones on. Not well, though. No. And she's dressed like she is either on her way to or just coming from the gym. I'm going to say coming back from the gym because she's going to eat. You don't eat before you go to the gym. I don't think she went to the gym at all. I think she was just in comfy, comfy sweatpants. With tennis shoes over her shoulder? She definitely had tennis shoes over her shoulder. She just likes to carry them around. Maybe people <laughs> think that she went to the gym. Maybe. But if she just came from the gym, then Maybe I kind of wish she had showered class. there because I thought she was going to go get takeout sushi, but that's not what she did. <laughs> Maybe she did shower there. Maybe. At the sushi place? No, no at, at the, the gym. gym. <laughs> <laughs> so she stopped by. 21 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> she stopped by a guy who seems very intent on saying, hey, 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 Lauren, Lauren. And uh, it's her ex. Look, Lauren, I won the breakup. <laughs> and he introduces her to his fiance, and this is uh, super awkward. And she lies and says that she's going to go meet her guy, Ken, a surgeon. And uh, and then she goes to the sushi place, and I got to tell you, I would not be going back to the sushi place. Why? <laughs> she walks in the door, and they all holler, Oh, sushi for what? <laughs> They know her. It's a fun joke. I, know, but I I'd be go okay there all that. the time. Wow. I'd be okay with that. Would make me not go to this place anymore. Is what it, what happens next? Yeah, Proceeds. I would leave. Proceed I would have got faked a phone call. I think that I you faked could the phone call left. <laughs> wait till she's at the counter to say sushi for one. Do they have to holler it out from, for the whole restaurant? To so hear? you're not a fan of Cheers, right? No, that Cheers is different. They're just like, no, hey. no. Norm, <laughs> when he walks in the door, she's sushi for one. That's just how they know her. They normed her. Yeah. That's her cheese. for one is kind of... It was a term of endearment. Yeah. You gotta own that shit. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with sushi for one. That's right. Don't put your have to be on a relationship crap on our listeners. Oh, I don't have to be Listeners, on a you want to go get sushi for one, that's okay. You know what? Now seems like a good time to remind everybody, all our listeners out there that if she's asleep, that means no. <laughs> and uh, girls don't get blackout drunk and fellas the same. Okay. <laughs> that's amazing. I remember to do that every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God, Carly, put that in the show notes. So then her ex and his fiance end up going to the same sushi restaurant. And they sit next to her. And her ex goes, oh, is this Ken's seat? And the dude's like, nope, sushi for one. Always sushi for one. That's a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> and named, uh, named Ken. Mm. Yeah, Ken is... You'd think he would have picked up on that. This <laughs> guy. So then we cut to Lauren shopping with her best friend, Trish, who's Chelsea Handler. I don't like her. <laughs> I'll tell you right now who John's least favorite character is. I have mixed feelings about Chelsea Handler in general, but... Well, she does, you know, her and Bob are a special couple. <laughs> I heard that <laughs> she true. ad-libbed all of her lines. She did. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. She did. She's not, and that's why those lines weren't funny. Oh, I, think funny. I like some of them. <laughs> But He's anyway. got a mic and hike for a dick. That was pretty funny. It was. 
So they're shopping and Lauren can tell her all the best products to buy, but she cannot tell her anything about men. She's useless when it comes to men. And Trish wants her to find someone and thinks she should try online dating because they do charts and stuff and maybe that'll make her more comfortable. You know, I know a couple people who got online dating down and, you know, there's been some marriages out of that, so good for them. Hmm. That's true. So, listeners, if you're on the, on the fence about online dating, I say give it a shot. It's not so bad. I tried it once. So, Lauren is scared of becoming right. a skin suit. <laughs> So she's like, do you know, I could end up in somebody's trunk. I could end up a skin suit. And Trish says, that's being dramatic. That only happens to one in, like, 20 girls. <laughs> then you, then she says, someone will end up in your trunk and touches her butt. Mm-hmm. That's your trunk. <laughs> okay. And then we cut to FDR's grandparents' house. Because after talking about butt sex, you want to go to someone's grandma's house, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to learn about Nana. And uh, we learned that he comes from a wealthy family that throws some fancy backyard parties. I know. So that was a very nice backyard party. It's like a Sunday dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tuck admires the relationship between FDR's grandparents and says that he wants to share his life with a woman that FDR doesn't understand. It, I kind of thought maybe it was a special occasion, that backyard party. Maybe it was an anniversary or a birthday. It seemed like maybe it was a special occasion. Okay. They don't mention it, but... They don't. To me, that's why. But I I'm not going to lie. Even special occasions at my parents' house are not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she did manage to bring up her dad. I did. He puts out a good spread. But there's a few things we know that are going to happen in a podcast. One, Carl's going to mention her dad. Two... I'm going to talk about... You're you going to give a rape PSA. You shouldn't... It's just not rape. It's just a PSA. Okay? This is for everybody. But should know. And Tony's not getting any stuffing. These mm. are three things we know. Sad Aww. face. <laughs> so then we cut to FDR's house. And his walkway is open on the ceiling. And there's a woman swimming in a swimming pool that you can see from underneath. That's like the coolest thing ever. I would love for that. I, but then you think about it. You're like, I does he know not, her? I was yeah, kind of icked out by <laughs> it's that. It's kind of a crazy part. <laughs> I it looks cool until you think about it. Like, does he know her? Because I if he doesn't, it's weird. <laughs> later in the movie, there's the flight attendant. It's my layover day moment. And I assume that that is the flight attendant. Because she had access to his apartment because the elevator opens and there she is. So I'm assuming that she knew the access code. So let's say that today's Tuesday. Layover day. Swimming day. Hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. that I wrote, does out he know this woman? I hope so. Because... Because it's a little creepy. Pretty sure if he doesn't, he's about to get carnal, no carnal knowledge. That's not what carnal knowledge is. What's carnal knowledge? I don't think this is the proper time and place to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, he sees a woman in his pool. He's going to, if he didn't know carnal her Carnal knowledge is knowing her intimately in the goody bits. Yes. If he, he doesn't sees know her, her in the pool. Yes. All the goody bits are covered up. I said yeah, if he didn't know her before, he's about to know her. <laughs> no, this what, is not carnal knowledge of a woman. No. See, so you're telling me that every time you go to the beach, you have carnal knowledge of all of no, them? No, I'm saying that if you come home and you find a woman swimming in your super in your pool hallway, you're probably gonna about to bone down. So he, if he didn't know her before, he's, he's about to get some carnal knowledge. He's gonna learn about I didn't even her. know it was his pool. I just thought it was a pool. No. It's clearly an apartment, so it's yeah. probably not his pool. I believe it is his. It's a penthouse apartment. Well, you know what I believe. The children are our future, so teach them well and let them. So this apartment is 
bigger than like Whistler and Blade's workshop in <laughs> Blade. Like, it's the biggest fucking apartment I've ever seen. He's but rich. He's he rich. lives friends, in a penthouse. Friends group would like to live in this place. The we did establish group. that he's rich, and this is this is like a penthouse. He has his own floor of the building. No, Tuck's loft is pretty giant too. He has his own elevator that leads right to his house, which was why I think it's the penthouse because when the elevator opens right into the thing, it's usually the penthouse. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, six so. minutes in. <laughs> Carnal knowledge of a woman. Karate. We cut to karate. And Tuck goes and sees his son get beat down. Which is the stupidest thing ever. So this is supposed to be karate. First of all, why are they doing MMA? Well, Take they, down. Ground and pound. Oh, yeah. It was like, all right, this part's fucking stupid. They never say why what it is. Why are full contact with children? Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. Yeah, why is there no full contact? Why are there no but, pads? I know, but they why never... Why is that guy's dad just a dick? <laughs> well, because some guys' dads are just dicks. Like That's your true. son's? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a cool guy. Most days. Um, unless he's shitting out Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, I haven't done that yet. Figuratively, not literally. Today. Yikes. But let me tell you something about uh, Witch Hunter. Can oh, I goodness. finish my thought? <laughs> they never say what kind of martial art it is, so maybe... I don't know why, if they're doing MMA, they're geese, but who knows. I'm going to stand by. Um, they should have pads on kids. I'm going to stand by. It's just a dumb movie trope. <laughs> so anyway, I wrote, is this kind of punching really part of this martial art? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't know what martial art it is, so it could yeah. be. Yeah. And so. then the kid's dad does the whole tough guy bully thing on Tuck, and Tuck seems like, uh, what the hell just happened? Like, he just looks, like, surprised, but he doesn't do anything. He drops some knowledge on him. Pain is just weakness leaving the body. That's not true. But this... This dude just walks up and hits him from behind and then smacks him in the face and walks away. And I was like, and Tuck's just standing there like, I'm sorry, did that really happen? <laughs> and Tuck's not nothing to prove. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's an assassin. Then his son kind of, his son doesn't think he, he knows anything about yeah. fighting, so he just grabs stuff. He's like, yep, yeah, we'll see, get, and he walks we'll away. We'll get to that. I got some problems. It's And, uh... With, uh Tuck's job. We'll get that. <laughs> Tuck's job. You don't like that he's a, um, I don't, a real estate well, agent. No, no, Yeah. Uh, but uh, I wrote they're definitely secret agents because his kid doesn't know anything about his job. And then when they go out to the car, his ex-wife picks up the kid and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I got a couple days off." And she says, "You're the only travel agent I know that actually travels for your job." And uh, and he wants to go out as a family and get some dinner. And she says she has a date. And maybe some other time. Because it's business time. <laughs> and then we cut to the, both the guys are in their apartments. Um, FDR's eating some cereal and watching TV. And Tuck is fighting, practicing. I thought they were in the same apartment and they were in Tuck's loft. I and FDR is in one oh, room really? watching TV, and Tuck is in the other room training MMA, which is why it's funny, because his kid is like, what do you know about fighting? And the next scene, he's fucking he's kicking fighting. ass. I think he's in his own loft apartment, personally. Yeah, they're in Tuck's they were, apartment. I actually thought they were both in FDR's apartment. No, that's <laughs> Tuck's apartment. And I thought they were in their own apartments. That's because Tuck's FDR's, apartment. it's his couch and TV, right? No. <laughs> All right, well, that's really not that okay, important. Though. They both so let's spend 20 minutes commercial. talking about that. <laughs> All right, so whoever watches this movie, please tweet at us. <laughs> use the hashtag guess who's right and tell us what apartment they're in. Same apartments, hashtag. different apartments. Hashtag who's right. Pass the uh, 
they see the same commercial for a dating site. And Tuck is pretty interested in watching the commercial, and he looks like he might think about doing it. And FDR watches the whole commercial and goes, that is so sad. And then... <laughs> and then, you, and then you lost your spot in your notes. And then we cut to Lauren. She arrives at work in an awesome dress. I wrote that. <laughs> and hey, her boss. entire office has seen a dating profile that was created by Trish. And she's walking through the office and everybody's like, hey, hey, good morning. And she's like, what, what, is, what is everybody? And her, her assistant's like, you should just look at your computer. And she sees it and she calls Trish and she says... Bi curious, skinny dipping, rollerblading. What is this? Nineteen ninety four. I like that line. But line. while she's talking to Trish, and she's like, "How do I get rid of this thing?" And Trish says, "You don't. I have all the information, and you can't get rid of it." Uh, she sees Tuck's profile, and then she's like, "Oh, who is this?" That is his real name is on there. Did anybody catch his real name? That's John Harrison. I John Harrison from Star Trek. From Star Trek. Very good. See, see the, the tie in there? Also, I thought it was weird that the boys use Dells and she uses an apple. Usually in movies, everybody uses apples or everybody uses something PCs. else. Yeah, because usually sponsored by somebody. Oh. So. And if they're not sponsored, you get like the Big Bang Theory where they have like the bullet hole over the logo? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But she does definitely. I noticed hers yeah, was yeah. a big Mac. But All right. What's the matter? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> We're running out then of Then we uh, cut to Tuck and FDR playing pool. And Tuck says that he made a dating profile. And FDR's like, um, why? Like, <laughs> that's super lame. And you shouldn't have done that. And you're only going to meet, he says, 50% of the women on there, peace standing up. And the other 50% are completely crazy. No, we're on our wa- one of our watch lists. Oh, yeah, that's what he says. And, uh, and he says... If you're going out with one of these girls, then I'm going with you. And Tuck's like, no, you're not. And he says, I will uh, bring the headpiece and I'll help you out. And he's like, no. And he says, all right, I'll be around the corner and you can call me. One ring is, I can't remember what they were. Distraction. Three rings was, it's cool, go home because I'm I'm having a good time. And uh, three rings, or he does call him and he gives him three rings. And... uh, Taking it to the Blarney Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real pub in Vancouver. Oh, we should go to the Blarney store. Stone. It's a real place in I Vancouver. I bet that's not a real or place. it was. <laughs> Are we going to Vancouver? Oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Blarney Stone, because I'm willing to bet that that movie place is not I there. was thinking, this movie seems a little late to have a video store. 2012. Still have a video store? That seems a little late. Well, he needed a place where he could find Lauren. I wonder... Because this is supposed to take place in L.A., even though every shooting site I could find was in Canada. Um, they do. You, I've never been to L.A., but it's like the movie capital of the world. Do you think they maybe still have video stores? Probably there? not. Probably not. <laughs> and most of the, the richest ep- cities in the world, they probably do everything streaming. And most of things that are supposed to be shot in California are shot in Vancouver, and most things that are supposed to be shot in New York are shot in Toronto. Cheaper. Because it's cheaper. There's huge movie scenes in both Vancouver and Toronto. Mm. Like now, if you want to become an actor, that's where you go. Interesting. Because it's easier than going to L.A. Cheaper. (laughs) More jobs. Cheaper. (laughs) So they have what I assume to be a very pleasant, even though they're way flirtier than I could ever possibly be, but short first date because... 
FDR gets the message that he can go home, and he hasn't left the video store yet, and Lauren leaves and goes to the video store. That is an awkwardly short date. And they hit it <laughs> off way too hard. Unless he was at that video store for like two hours. Then. Yeah. Well, maybe he was looking for a, a, you know, a one-night rental. Well, she says that. I know. <laughs> That's why I used her words. So she goes to the video store, and FDR starts to flirt with her, and they share some insane flirting. For people who've never met before. I don't think they were flirting at all. She did not like him. He was flirting and she was um, being a bitch. Yeah. She was being flirty and she was not having it. Yeah. That's okay. She doesn't have to be nice to him. Yeah, but well, now what would have been better for her was what you hear. Ladies, here's what you do. If you don't like a guy, she'd be like, no, thank you. Walk away. You don't You don't engage in the banter. Okay. Which well, she, she didn't have to like him. <laughs> she clearly does. She didn't and he stalked her. He did. That's He's 100% he wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to say you're wrong there. He absolutely did. But uh, he picks a movie for her, and she knows a lot about movies, and she's like, this is, it's a good movie, but it's... It's a second-tier film. Yes. And, uh, well... <laughs> I don't know. He picked out a movie for her because he made assumptions about her, and she shut down his assumptions about her. Mm -hmm. So she's basically telling him that he was being an assuming douchebag, and she wasn't having it. And she says, I see what you're doing here. You see these women in here, and you say none of them have dates tonight, and it's an easy pick. And uh, But she wasn't going to be an easy pick for him. And she can look at the women and see exactly what he sees. And she's like, I see why you're trying to go after me, but nope. And she says, you're looking for the kind of guy who's looking for a one-day, or you look like the kind of guy who's looking for a one-day rental. Good line. And then he goes to work and has her checked out. Looks in the video store database, finds her. Which is ultra creepy. Figures out where she works. Because even if they had her information, they certainly wouldn't have her driver's license photo. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought that was crazy. I was like, why did they... When's the last time we went to a video store? Like, let's go back way back. We'll keep walking to... I don't want to use the name, but we'll call it um, Shockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Mr. Tony, we're going to get and take your picture for your profile. Mm -mm. Never no. happened. Like, no, they might look at your... I need to make ID. sure you're you. Yeah, but they don't take pictures of it. Yeah, yeah no. No, I don't think so. But it's a good, it's a convenient plot device. Yeah. Even, like, when you have, like, a photo ID, like, for a job, it's not like they keep well, that on file well, most, of the they, most of yeah. the time. Most of the time. Sometimes they photocopy. If you're in the CIA, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if they make you the name badge with your photo on uh, it, yeah. it's not like they keep that picture in a giant file. Mm. Oh, actually, yeah. they do. Only in very, only yeah, in certain If there's certain a picture jobs. of your badge, it's usually in with your badge and employee information. Yeah. Anyway. But for anyway. your job, maybe. Not for most. Well, I'm in the CIA, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Wink. I mean, I'm in sanitation. There you go. So he goes to her job, and he joins a focus group where they're talking about grills. And he basically harasses her. This was a good scene. A but this is not a way to get a date is by embarrassing her in front of this focus group because this is her job. You go and call her out mm -hmm. in front of them. Yes. So her boss is going to see here this and all her coworkers are going to see this. I don't think this would have worked. Mm. Maybe she would have said, fine, I'll go out on a date with you, but, but she then never shown up. <laughs> but uh, she says, fine, she'll go on the date. And then... Because there's something wrong with her spark. And then the guys are at work and they're talking about how they did background checks on their new ladies. And they say, is this creepy or romantic? And decide that it is chromantic. I believe there's a song about that, isn't it? Chromantic? <laughs> this whole movie is chromantic. <laughs> it's a chromantic comedy. 
So then they say, so they're going to spin their computers around in three, two, one, spin them around. I like it because it was like a gunfight. Mm -hmm. It was cute. Same girl. And they're like, oh, Scott. shit. So FDR says that he'll bow out, Tuck should date her. He says it wouldn't be fair anyway because... See, <laughs> like, that's just a dick move, okay? That means he didn't want to bow out. It's like, you know what, you have her because you didn't have a chance for Bob's in anyway. It's he's like, a total douchebag because he should, he should never have said anything. He should have said, I'm sorry, yeah. we don't... I stalked her, so I'm just going to let it go. She doesn't she want, to go want me anyways. anyways. Yeah. A good bro would have been like, oh, okay, you know what? You take her. I'm good. And, and they both would have been like, no, no, FDR you take her. is definitely borderline sociopath. <laughs> borderline? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, Tuck says, what do you mean? You should, it wouldn't be fair. He's like, you know what? You go after her, too, because she's not going to fall in love with you. Because he knows. His friend's looking for a one-day rental. He's an assassin. <laughs> Slays everything. He's like, and you haven't had as much practice as me. You know, practice makes... Well, mm, perfect. Mm. Not perfect. Well, damn close to it. So they decide to make a gentleman's agreement. They'll, ma they'll let her decide. But the it lady. won't interfere with their friendship. Neither of them are going to sleep with her. Uh, They're not they going to make no. each other's No, way. no, no, stop. They made rules. Number one. <laughs> we, don't <laughs> we don't know each other. Number two, we stay out of each other's way. Number three, no hanky-panky. No hanky-panky. No hanky-panky. four, if it affects our friendship, we walk away. Which it won't. We have a gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! huzzah. <laughs> but no huzzah. <laughs> yeah, there's no huzzah, but and we have We'll to. let her decide whatever's best for her. For the lady. Mm-hmm. And they both tap their laptops. And then since they're not going to let it interfere with their friendship, the very next scene is... Uh, FDR calling Tuck because they're supposed to be hanging out for a chips marathon. And Tuck doesn't show up because he's out with Lauren. His okay. dad was in chips. I know. <laughs> now, okay, so I don't... Dad there's talk. a scene Move, here. There's a scene here in my notes that I don't know if it was just in the cut that I watched. We're not up to that part yet. But yes, it happens before the chips marathon. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. We get a flash of Heinrich going to the tailor. Oh, yeah, that's in it. Mm-hmm, it is. That's before the Chips Marathon. We go to London, where Heinrich is at FDR's tailor and has tracked him down by the mystery swatch. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the Chips Marathon. Okay, moving on. Okay. It's important, so though. Now he he knows learns where to go. He learns to go to L.A. I do now. So Tuck takes Lauren to the carnival, and then... That's a good date. I think that's a good date. Ladies, is I that a good date? It yes. was a good date, and I think it got a little unrealistic at the end. Like, they, they could the have gone to the carnival and gone home, and it would have been fun, but then he took her to this trapeze where there don't seem yeah, to be any employees ridiculous. or <laughs> other people. I think that was a setup. Like, he knows somebody yeah. got it. No, so, no, it absolutely was. So their first their first meeting was technically not a date. That was, like, the drinks yeah. where I find out if you're a serial Coffee, killer. Yeah. So this is their first date, and he likes this girl, huh? and he knows that he has to beat FDR. So he... And he knows people because he's in the CIA, right? So he knows covert things. So he set oh, yeah. up circus people, CIA people who run the so circus. So he set up this whole but romantic that, trapeze thing. Would that be a flag for you guys, girls, ladies? If if, if a, a guy, guy took me like, to a trapeze and there were yeah. no employees and no harnesses, it was something. And no, like, well, it was something like I super like, extravagant uh, that normal dudes probably couldn't pull off. Wouldn't you be a little weirded out by that? I'm just asking. Would you expect? Be like, it, wow, I'm going to get On date number one, it would 
be a little weird. But date number, like after a couple dates, after a couple dates, it would be fine. What about and the I wouldn't have third questions. date. But you'd have questions, right? Like that's who the a myth hell, and not a real thing. How'd you do this? It's not. Yeah, I would want to know what. It's like, like do pillow you plates in our underwear. It's not a real thing. Whoa. <laughs> I that's, would. I would wonder. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I would wonder how you Shake set this up because there are no people there okay. concerned about safety. I'm gonna have to go all the way back to episode one. This is fiction. <laughs> no, it's not I know. Real. I'm just saying. Wait a minute. FDR has gills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. If some guy, you get, you went to a carnival, some guy set up a well, trapeze thing with no... Maybe a normal girl, but this is Lauren who got who decided to go on a date with FDR after he stalked her and harassed her at work. So yeah. she's not making good decisions. Right, right, right. Okay, moving on. So... This is a great date. Another one hour into the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> FDR is calling the whole time like a jealous yes. wife. And then he's like, I'm worried, worried about mom. you. Are you okay? Because he doesn't know that they're on a date. <clears throat> he just knows his friend didn't show up for the Chips Marathon. Tuck, tuck. And he's worried... And after the date, she calls Trish, who is having the weird foreplay that you With the mentioned earlier. <laughs> and they're playing Me So Horny, which is just a, it, you know, hey, what, different strokes. It's all I, I don't know. Say. You shouldn't yuck anybody's yum. But she says <laughs> she feels weird about dating two guys at once. And Trish <laughs> says she, she's doing this for all women everywhere who wish they could, but they couldn't. So. And I got to go because Bob's super horny. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut to FDR on a date with her. He takes her to a nightclub. Yeah, that's this is such a dick move. Oh yeah. Like if a guy did this, I think this wouldn't have the adverse effect. I don't think you'd be impressed. Would What's you be worse, impressed by that? Creepy trapeze or dude that talks to everyone except you. Yeah. The now, would, would you FDR be, is definitely worse. Like saying hello to everybody in the bar. Yeah, you know, you'd think that'd be cool, but it's not. But it's not. It'd be no, cool it's to, it makes it look like you're uh, a kind of a dick. It'd be cool to a certain type of girl, and I guess he thinks that's what she is, but that's not what she is. Is she a club girl? She I wrote, like he's girl. super douche I, and I, knows everyone. Is I she, said to she, Tony, uh, I would have left, and then no. she, he turned around and she had left, and I was like, yes! But, <laughs> but you see the girls that he normally hooks up with, they probably eat that up, so... He just treated her like one of the other girls when that's what she's not. Seems like he was just a rich, uh, rich douche. Yeah. And he chases her down. They get into an argument because he thinks she should relax and, and she thinks he's and an asshole. And she's like, I've done the club girl thing. I'm not interested. And they decide to part ways. And then her ex comes walking And then down son the of a beach. And she chases back after him and she's like, kiss me, kiss me now. And he's like, what? Like He's like, you are crazy. Yeah. You're bipolar. And then he kisses her or she pulls him and they, they end up kissing. And then he goes along with it. And he pretends to be her boyfriend. But then afterward, he's like, um, hey, how about we go get some pizza because you got some splaining to do. Yeah. It's, he See, this is the first thing he does that's really great. Because he keeps getting Steve's name wrong. And Steve's yeah. fiance is like, hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those little things that guys do when they want to, you know. Just keep using your wrong name. But it's got to be close, though. Like, if his name is Steve, you can't be like, all right there, Ted. That's <laughs> a great move. I love that. It was When good. you're trying to one-up an ex and the dude you're with does that shit, it's great. I mm -hmm. love that. It makes me happy. That's so why I call your ex-boyfriend old horse face. And they actually enjoy themselves having that. drinks and pizza, I assume, around the corner. And she explains how she came. She followed him to the city, and then she found him in bed with the Pilates instructor and... She now, feels like coming here was a mistake. Yeah, so why is she so worried about running into this guy? Like, she was, he's, he's clearly a dick. Don't worry about him. Because he 
clearly broke her heart, and that stuff lingers with some people. She wants to win the breakup. And yeah, he's Everybody winning win now that he's engaged to this other woman, and she's still single. So I guess every time she sees him, she feels a little bit. All right, whatever. Worse. Let's get to the fun part of the movie. So anyway, the next day when um, FDR comes to work, uh, one of the dudes is like, "Hey." Nice job last night, or whatever. I can't remember what he says. But then FDR is like, what? And he knows that Tuck has reconned. You reconned my date. And then they talk about how much they both like her, and uh, and they start to you start to see that this is affecting their friendship. And <laughs> this is the first thing we see of Tuck that's really douchey. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen douchey bits of FDR, and now we're starting to see, like, his human, like, his... The his things that make him he, his human parts. Mm-hmm. Like he did a nice thing for Lauren, and then when she said that she feels like her life's a mistake, he's like, "I don't believe in mistakes. It's mistakes who make us who we are." Mm-hmm. Those are the little bits that make him more of a person and not super douche. And this, where Tuck is supposed to be this great sweet guy, now reconned their date, mm-hmm. crossed the line first. Well, clearly, took, super douche. I took it more as insecurity. Well, yeah, yeah but. Yeah. He's acting out of character because he's scared he's gonna. Yeah, but you see, and he the knows he knows him. that FDR is a lady slayer, so he's an assassin. He slays everything. So he's concerned. <laughs> so then their boss comes by and says that they need to flush out some contacts of the Heinrich brother, who's trying to Sokolov is going to try to get him in the country, and they need to get some information. And they assemble their teams, and you think, all right, they're going to do their job, but no. They uh, they assemble their teams and assign them to Lauren, because they want to learn as much as they can. <laughs> because that's what you with, with government, you know, stuff. So they cut to her house, and she's dancing around in a sweatshirt with apparently no pants. And Montel and Jordan. Montel Jordan, which is an awesome song. I love that song. But she's kind of a slob. She makes popcorn, and it gets everywhere, and mm-hmm. just leaves a bag there, and doesn't, the garbage couldn't have been far. The house is pretty clean, so obviously she has a clean house. I don't know. That part bugs me. I'm like, just clean up your fucking mess. <laughs> it's her house. She's the only one that lives there. She doesn't have to. Clean up your fucking she house. She cl- clean it up tomorrow. You never know. But she's wandering all over the house, I guess, getting ready to sit down and watch a movie. She's making popcorn. She's Bush casting a Sundance game. <clears throat> all over the place. She's dancing to a good tune. Went mm-hmm. to the bathroom. Having a good time. Well, she's kind of buzzed, and it's all because. Meanwhile, <laughs> both of the guys have... Gone into her house and planted bugs while she was dancing around. I've always wondered, did they know that they're both in there? Because you never no. see them in the same place. No. Which makes you think that they don't, but they could possibly know. But no, in the later if they, scene, if when Tuck kills all the bugs, he kills all the bugs. He knows mm-hmm. where the bugs are. So yeah. it makes me well, wonder if they were working together now, or me, separate. Let me explain this to you, okay? If, if me and Tony were both bugging a girl's house, because we were both trying to date her, and I knew he was in there, where he put his bugs, I would take them out. Oh, that's interesting. That's how you know you didn't know because they're clearly not gonna play you know play a little bit right. dirty on and this. Just to one up John, <laughs> I wouldn't send myself in there because I'd send somebody else. If I sent somebody else and they got caught, then they could run and she could just say some dudes in her house. If I got caught, that's true. I'm a stalker that's been in her house. You know? Well, if you got the skills that these guys have, <laughs> <laughs> huh? if you had the skills that these guys have, though, you wouldn't need that. Uh huh. Well, yeah, shit happens. I got the impression they just have worked together for so long that. That they both kind of have their own place where they would put him, and when Tuck's killing them, it's just like he knows where FDR would yeah. maybe go. Also, I'm gonna go they back to you. Um, it's a movie. Eh. <laughs> so, 
I don't. Did you guys think it was weird that they did it when she was home? Like I've never no. infiltrated someone's house before. No, but. it makes it in for an interesting movie scene. This is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so they get a lead on Sokolov, and they're going out of the office. They go to a private poker game, and they're silly, super silly, and not believable. And uh, oh, no, I believe it. Really? Oh yeah. That they're just drunk guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. In. yeah, that works. Yeah. All right. That's the most realistic scene in the whole movie. <laughs> you know, there, there's a very similar scene. When he in says Mr. he won Mrs. the Smith, Goldfish so. Championship. There is a very similar scene in Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Smith, written by some guy. <laughs> it's a good so scene. So then the whole strip club ends up getting shot up, well, but like they you. do get Ivan, and they take him back to their office. Okay. In this scene, someone is strangled with a payphone with a phone cord from a payphone. Mm -hmm. So far, we have a video <laughs> store. Montel Jordan and a payphone. When the fuck was this? You know written? what? I read that this 1998. morning. 1998. It was. <laughs> Nailed it. The original script was written in 1998. Because oh, because I wrote that one out of nowhere. Notes. I'm like this script. This had been sitting on somebody's <laughs> shelf, shelf yeah. and they only adapted it so much because <clears throat> these things do not belong in a 2012 movie. Kids, call, a payphone is a phone that you had to put coins in to make a phone call. They still have them in Norfolk. All right. <laughs> anyway. Who goes to Norfolk? Nobody. <laughs> Ew. Me. Who was so, there? Um, Moving on. on. Lauren, she texted Trish because she was FTFO. Freaking the fuck out. Freaking the fuck out. I love the way the guy says that. I, I'm just going to interject <laughs> that that gentleman, Bothwick... Played by Darren A. Herbert. He's great. He's fantastic. I hope he gets to be more stuff. Mm -hmm. a lot of bit parts. I'm S very H H H H H H H. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Was, it went with the scene. He said he was like L M A O when he yeah. read that. I he thought it was great. That actor is fantastic. He was fantastic. So she Trish is over at Lauren's house and she says she can't believe this is her problem because last month she was dating her boggle set. And Trish says, you have to stop referring to your boggle set as if it's a man, because <laughs> it's not. And they decide to compare the two the way she does products at her work. She says... Didn't she offer to sleep with them both? Cause she she no, did. She put her hair up on like I a was, pony. I was skipping that part. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is that, that Tuck and FDR have, are watching the video now, and they're like, why is they, she listening to that old man? <laughs> <laughs> they can't figure it out. But... Uh, she says that FDR, they, they decide to focus on flaws. FDR has tiny little T-Rex hands. <laughs> and, so, and so Tom Hardy loses it. It's like, ha! <laughs> and, and, and Trish says that means he has the Mike and Ike Mike for a Mike and Ike for a dick, yeah. And FDR's like, you know that's not true. You like, saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Bangladesh. <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. And then she says, Tuck is British. And they both have this look like, oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> the best part about that is like, um, is that Tom Hardy was laughing so hard. And like, and then Tuck, and he just stops. Uh -huh. Like stone cold, straight face. Like he's British. And he's, and he's confused too. Like I'm, I'm just as confused as he is. I got nothing. I think that's a bit of racism right there. Against British yeah. guys? Like, what women are racist There's against British guys? There's also a fun thing later in the movie when it's they... like, oh, he's British. When they fake they'd be, like, they'd be like saying, oh, he's Irish, or he's, you know, he's Scandinavian. It's, 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 uh, I still it's wrong. He it's has an wrong. awesome accent. You could listen to him talk all day. I'd be thrilled. I think it just means he's polite. So the chances of him being some wild man in bed are probably... I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means either. I think it was a bad joke. Go ahead. 
I no, I'm done. It's too late. Oh, okay. Aww. Moving on then. The competition heats up. Mm-hmm. Tuck takes her on a date to drive in an awesome car on a track, going really, really fast. Why did she do that? Because her dad collects, or because she has a collection of Camaros. That's right. While she, while he was he in the apartment, in he puts a bug in one. <laughs> That's that was. But really they good. also find that they, the the one of the recon guys tells her that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says her dad collected them, but he never let her drive them. And while they're driving, Tuck sees in the mirror a drone <laughs> sent by FDR, and he flips it off, and then he shoots it. And what does FDR say in that? Did you, did he just shoot our... No, did he give the, our bird the bird? Yes. <laughs> and then he shot the bird. <laughs> he tells her it's backfire from the car. Yeah. No she difference in it. that sound level. Yeah, because there's a gun right by her head. Yeah. And she's just like, doesn't look behind her or nothing. <laughs> it's a movie. But also, then, he just shot a drone. Those things are really expensive. Yeah. He's another, a good shot. Another, he doesn't like, care about money. This is a money. shot that you know, would make Dennis Hopper go, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care about money, though. We learn extra, extra in this next scene when FDR takes her to a warehouse where priceless paintings <laughs> by her favorite artist, the originals, are just arranged up against crates. <laughs> they don't have to wear gloves or anything. Gloves, no supervision. <laughs> This is great because Bothwick is feeding FDR lines and Tuck sabotages oh, the yeah. communication. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a real uh, innovator in the finger painting movement. And kind of like Anchorman. <laughs> he, he just says whatever he <laughs> I don't know. And like, he stops and can clearly see that there's something wrong. But then he's like, oh yeah, sometimes we use mud and sticks. <laughs> like certain things he wasn't, he wasn't catching. But Tony drew my attention in this scene. To the makeup on Chris Pine. Oh God! The makeup is heavy on Chris Pine. He's Pine's wearing movie. more makeup than she is. I don't is, know why. Like. He usually has lipstick on. Sometimes blush. <laughs> I thought it was Dennis Rodman. The next, the next time I watch it after that, I just kept staring at it. Now, next time I watch it, I'll make a note. Yeah, check his lips out. They're Whew. redder than her shirt. <laughs> Maybe he was. Carly's wearing a red know. shirt. You know they can't see us, right? So eventually, after uh, Tuck tells him to say that if he couldn't find a stick, he would paint with a stick, he just pulls the earpiece out, and she doesn't notice. And then he's like, let's just let the paintings speak for themselves. And uh, it's her favorite artist, so she's all like, oh. But but we know, again, this is a movie. Movie Well, she had a print in her house. It's not realistic at all. Well, that's the same scene where um, Tuck found the car. Well, FDR they've been found doing, the Gustav Glimp painting. Yep. They've been doing background checks and investigating mm-hmm. her and yeah. misappropriating government resources, so <laughs> I don't understand. This isn't far-fetched that he would figure that out. What's That's far-fetched for me is that he got all these paintings and he was able to show them to her. Because His grandma probably owned them. Monet. <laughs> no, those weren't Monet. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably in his, you know, his grandma's friends from, you know, Ladies Who Lunches warehouse she just owns all of them. Maybe. Yeah. Then, but, then he wouldn't uh, be that famous. But both days went well. Whatever. Too well. And, uh... Sex tiebreaker. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> FDR is that guy who's always on. Super slick. Does he care about anything as much as himself? So then, he takes her to a dog shelter and pretends, just like when they're at the bar, pretends to know everybody there. And there, uh, this was one of my favorite that scenes. That was pretty <laughs> like, Hey, Beth! And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Timmy. I like that he's he like, opens the who? cage of the super adorable dog that attacks him. Because it's not the kind of dog that you'd think would attack him. It's the super tiny adorable And the best dog. part about that is as you watch it, you realize that's a stuffed dog. That well, but she doesn't notice that he's being attacked by this dog. And, uh, and then he's like, help me pick one out. 
let's pick the saddest, oldest bastard in this place. <laughs> so then she, her thing with Tuck was she said... And why did they go to the dog thing? Oh, because she volunteers at a shelter. Right, because they had brought that up early in the movie. So, like, he, he was using that recon, so that's important. She, he yeah. saw it on the screen when he ran into the... Mm-hmm, because she had got an email about an adorable You're dog. You to give away every bit of the movie. <laughs> well, you, you have to make sure that you tie it in. And she says, Tuck is sweet. Maybe too sweet. safe. And so he takes her to a paintball place and says it's not fun, it's scary. And uh, <laughs> when he opens that curtain, it does look a little dangerous and Because everybody's yelling and shit. <laughs> I wrote that Tuck destroys souls. Oh, yeah. Those poor little, those poor, poor teenagers that he, like... Keep screaming, you know, no headshots! <laughs> he turned out to be the most dangerous, scary part of that. And the music playing is, how do you like me now? When they're all <laughs> hiding in the shed so. and, and he throws the bomb in there. Throws a grenade in, mm-hmm. yeah. It's terrible. It's, they all seem to like holler out like no headshots mm-hmm. and it's just a game. It seems like they would get kicked out, but he's so fast and he gets the flag and they win. Yay! So, <laughs> so then what does she do in celebra- celebration? Shoots him in the dick. She shoots him in the dick. I yeah. hate that. Look, she, when they do the, oh, we got to do the obligatory nut shots because it's funny. Yeah. That wasn't, it's not funny. She couldn't get her funny. safety off. Funny. And she shot him. I, I thought it was equally funny every time he did a headshot on a teenager. So I just think people getting shot with paintballs is funny. <laughs> I don't discriminate body parts like you do. Well, body part discriminator. Well, mm. well, the pills is a special special place. Body part discriminator. <laughs> so he asked her what she thought, and he she says he's disturbingly good at this. Like if they get invaded with disturbing paintball people, she'll be safe. And he's like, safe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So then she's meeting with Trish again, and she says that they're both awesome, and it's almost weird how great all of their dates have been, and she thinks it's her fault. And she's going to have to do what any girl would do in this situation. Sex tiebreaker. Sex, Sex tiebreaker. Tie and Trish is like, yes! Yes, you have to do that. And uh, they, She wants to live vicariously through her friend. They're listening, and they're like, uh, this violates our agreement. We can't do this. No hanky-panky. No hanky-panky. <laughs> They agree that they're not going to sleep with her, but they don't trust the other one to actually not do it. No, so. they're just helping each other out. <laughs> so. I was just helping you stick to the agreement. Because in the next scene, they're at Tuck's place, Lauren and Tuck, and uh, FDR has his men turn sprinklers on. No, no, no. <laughs> There's some crazy sprinklers. No, no. Dickerman, make it rain. <laughs> And holy shit, it's pouring in his apartment. Uh, he's got a lot of sprinkles. <laughs> he lives, well, he lives in an industrial loft, so at one point, maybe that was a factory or something that needed that kind of sprinkler maybe. system. All right, then. We don't know. Could be. Um, and then we are at, she and FDR at his place, and he turns on Sade. You don't do that. <laughs> now, he was clearly breaking the rules, because listen, when you put on Sade. Well, he is a smooth operator. I love this, though, because... He looks up, and he gets hit with the dart, and he looks up, and Chuck flashes him like the thumbs up. I'm like, I got you, man. Like, don't worry, man. I won't let you. I won't let you go down that road. <laughs> he passes out. It's a sabotage by Beastie Boys. Side tangent. This is the second. This is makes two movies where sabotage by the Beastie Three. Boys is a main set piece. What else? In the other Star Trek movie, he does it too. Well, in the new Star Trek movie, and the first one, and in the first one, Mm -hmm. man, I didn't remember that. So three movies where main soundtrack piece is sabotage. I really think that's why they brought it back for the third one. 
because well, I then, didn't the first one. I don't remember. Well, I didn't remember. I need to well, rewatch it again. Shout, well, let me give a <laughs> shout out to my man, <laughs> Mike D. Okay. Apparently, I need to watch it again, which is no hardship because I love those movies. Yeah. Which one? The third one? I need all to watch them. all of them. Huh. Oh. But so I like starting all the way at the <laughs> no, you original were, series. You didn't want to watch True Detective <laughs> with me Star last Trek week. Original oh. motion picture and just go through them all. No, last week you won't watch True Detective with me. And that I'm not interested in that. I didn't say you had to watch it with me. I said I had to watch it. All right, well, then you're going downstairs. So I liked how the sabotage music slowed down, though, as he fell asleep. Yeah, that was good. And then she came out and she was like, seriously? <laughs> Snoring on the couch. Yeah, I think that's code for he doesn't like you. Go away. So yeah. then they're arguing in the elevator the next morning about, I can't believe you shot me. And he's like, you turned on Sade. We all know what happens when you turn on Sade. <laughs> well, that's a valid argument. And, uh, it's business time when Sade comes on. They're arguing over cock-blocking one another. And they bring this argument into an interrogation with Ivan, who tells them that they're going to die. And then we cut to Sokolov arriving, or not Sokolov, blah, blah, blah. Heinrich. <laughs> Heinrich arriving in L.A. He's here. FDR takes Lauren to Nana's. And uh, this does not look so easy for him. This is, no, this is upsetting because FDR tells Tuck that he's taking Lauren to Nana's. And FDR, or, and Tuck is like, but they're my like, FDR's like, they're my family. And Tuck's like, they're my family too. And FDR's like, no, they're my actual family. Which shows that Tuck is really all alone. Like, his wife has left him. He, his kid doesn't like him. He's got no other family. All he has is FDR. And without FD, FDR, he has nothing. Mm-hmm. And FDR's a total dick about it. FDR yeah. is taking away more than just a girl. Mm-hmm. He's taking away Tuck's whole family. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Some. Really feel bad for Tuck in that scene. But then we cut to them at Nana's. And it doesn't look easy for FDR to do this. Because Lauren gets to learn all about his past. Bless and, you. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was a sneeze? That was fantastic. Ninja sneeze. Uh, <laughs> she had like this big, beeping breathe in and then tried to stop the big... Hello. I stifled it. You didn't need to say anything. Well, I could... Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> they learned that they both have a hard time trusting people and FDR's parents died when he was nine, I believe. And... Uh, Orphans make the best recruits. Skyfall. It's true. So then, after an incredibly pleasant time at Nana's house, they go back to her place, I believe. I've lost my spot. (laughs) They go back to her place, and then they have dirty, dirty sex on the island. They do. Which is 100% unbelievable sex. No, it's not. Tony was like, why don't they just move to the bedroom? I was like, why would you do it? Nobody has dirty sex on the island for the first time they're having sex with someone if it's not a one-night stand. Or if you have to. You have to, you have to, you do wherever you can. But there's no reason to do it there when you can do it in a bed. Like, dirty sex on the couch, I could have understood yeah. it. But they were like, the car? on the yeah, island. Yeah, they were all over yeah. the she, kitchen. Not she spills popcorn on that island. There's no... <laughs> so she's going to have a kernel up her ass. I know this is movie <laughs> sex, but there's just no reason to have dirty, dirty sex on the island. This all right. upsetting. Okay. So... But there was supposed to be no hanky-panky. No hanky-panky. But uh, Tuck comes into work and he's like, where's the tape from last night? And this dude is like, uh, you don't want to watch it. Or no, he says, Boils. His, we didn't get anything. dude's name is Boils. We didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... Uh, the tracking was off or something. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, it's, it's digital. digital. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want to watch it. He's like, what happens? And he's like, well, they entered the premises. And then... So Agent back. Foster entered the premises. Call back to frailty. Then he Call back to frailty. entered the premises. <laughs> I loved how he described it that way. 
enter the pen. And he's like, ah, and he throws the <laughs> table away. <laughs> he said Agent Foster, so his name is Franklin Foster. That's mm-hmm. a terrible Very good. name. Terrible name. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. In the morning, I'm sorry, I, I skipped a part. Or no, I don't know if we got no, there yet. then it goes to the morning. It cuts back to them in the morning, and she's leaving for work, and he wakes up, and he's like, hey, and it's kind of weird. And, uh, she wishes he was not there. Mm-hmm. And he does not pick up on that. Because <laughs> he's never spent the night before. So he has no idea how weird she's being. And she's like, all right, but I'm out. I know. I'm out. <laughs> and she's supposed to meet Tuck that afternoon, but she doesn't think she can sleep with him now after sleeping with FDR, even though she said sex tiebreaker. Well, she had sex and broke the tie. <laughs> she didn't say she had sex with both of them. It was whoever got there first. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> And Whoever we, had sex first, that's the guy, huh? We see FDR watching Titanic, and that's when the flight attendant comes, and he turns her away. And then he's like, what is happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> FDR caught feelings. Yeah. Good for him. He caught him hard. Um, There's a cure for that. Tuck says he rolled out the <laughs> big happy family, <laughs> and that's girl porn. That's true. And FDR says um, he slept with her, like fell asleep, and that's never happened to him before. Um, so then she is with Tuck, and they she meets his son. Okay, now I'm going to stop you right okay. here. So You don't have to talk about that. I want to talk about it, though, because what that. if they watch the cut that we saw? I hope not. So in the theatrical trailer, the next scene is her with Tuck's son. Mm-hmm. But in the theatrical cut. But the cut that me and John watched had an extra scene in it, which I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and blew me away. It had the, the girl because from, what is that movie? <laughs> um, doesn't have it, had Rebel, it had Rebel Wilson in it. That's her. Oh, really? God. It was a high school right. musical so or let something me just, like that? Let me just, I'm just going to briefly break it down. Because what happens is Tuck decides he's an orphan, so he decides to hire actors to play his family. But FDR sabotage, so him and Lauren go to a restaurant, and his family's supposed to meet him there. But FDR kidnaps the, ha- the actors he hired as his actors and replaced them with other actors, one of which was Rebel Wilson playing Tuck's sister. And we learn about and the it's the worst thing ever. It's terrible. It should have been cut. There's well it, it makes complete sense. <laughs> but the thing about it is is it's so terrible and they're so horrible that Lauren leaves and Tuck has to chase after her. And then and he comes and he says, look he comes clean. He's like, I just hired them because I wanted, you know, I thought it would impress you. And she, he's like, I don't have any family. And she's like, you have a son. And he's like, well, my son hates me. And I didn't want to tell you that because it's embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> and then he's like, just let, and she's like, I'm going to go. This was really important to me. And you ruined it by hiring these actors. And he's like, just let me take you home. We'll pick up my son's on the way. I'm going to pick him up and I'll take you home. And then that's how they go pick up his son, <laughs> which is weird because it adds this she never should have, like, this, obviously, this is a big part of why she chose FDR, not Tuck. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> and, um, and they cut it because it's terrible, but at the same time, like, it doesn't make sense that she would go and be nice to his son after this happened. It's yeah. so weird. Why was talking about the cutscene? Because it was weird and it's It was in there. weird and I'm glad you told me about it. I didn't it was know weird. that was I thought so it would be interesting. And <laughs> I didn't know. Real. And I didn't know if you guys had watched that cut. No. So if you had watched that cut and you didn't know that that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> I'd never seen that. It was really you weird. You didn't miss anything. It was really weird. <laughs> 
God willing, you never will. He was uh, upsetting Sweet Joe Pesci, it was a horrible scene. <laughs> so she meets his son, and she says, Do you guys, I think I could use your help at work. Can you test some products with me? And then they have a crazy good time at her job, just going bananas, testing all kinds of products. His son Joe has a great line here that's when he says, this is my friend Lauren, and Joe says, I thought Uncle Frank was your only friend. Who's Uncle Frank? He's like, he is He's my, um, my only, my only from, work from friend. Work. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't know FDR's name is Franklin, so she would never... Well, no, she doesn't know She doesn't know, know they Franklin. know each other. She, yeah, she does know he's Franklin, but she would never think it's him. She has no reason to think it's him. So, they have a good time, and FDR's watching, and his guys say, maybe we can get you a kid. And he thinks about it, like, maybe we should get me a kid. And then <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. You got a guy? You got a guy? No. <laughs> like, yeah, I got a guy. So, Tuck and Lauren go back to her place, and they're making out. And this is when Tuck systematically takes out all of FDR's bugs as they're moving around her house making out. And Tuck tells her that he loves her. <laughs> and... and um, Bothwick says, I think that's the new British invasion. What happened there? <laughs> that's a great line. I'm telling you. There's a Bothwick, lot of gold. Bothwick best best had, line's going to be tough this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bothwick was just really the greatest yeah. character. <laughs> so Trish, she talks to Trish, and Trish tells her she shouldn't choose the better guy. She should choose the guy that makes her the better girl. That's a good line, too. And that was probably the most... Like, the scene where you see that she actually cares, like, they actually care about each other in this I like this because Trish says, because, Tr- you know, Lauren's like, well, what do you do when you can't make up your mind? And Trish is like, I talked to Bob. And she's like, your husband, Bob? <laughs> and Trish is like, I know he's fat and ridiculous, but he's my fat and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that I am with him. Mm-hmm. Which you get to see, I don't hate on Trish the way that John hates on the character of Trish. I think she's a good friend and does everything a good friend needs to do. Mm-hmm. But you see that she's not just this terrible person putting vodka in a sippy cup. She <laughs> is. She's a person who cares about her kids and her family and her friends and mm-hmm. has real feelings, not fake feelings. And the guys decide that they're through. Their bromance. They have broken up. The boys have broken up. <laughs> They, um, FDR's already asked for a transfer, and Lauren calls Tuck, and it seems like she has made her choice. Um, FDR goes to end the operation, and he sees that Tuck and Lauren were being watched by Heinrich. And he has to go get Tuck. Well, yeah, like you do. Yeah. And he and Lauren are at a restaurant, and FDR walks up, and she's like, oh, shit. Mm And they start getting weird. Like, oh, you have small hands. <laughs> there's, there's, two, there's two great lines here. FDR says, oh, you're British. Too bad. <laughs> and Tuck says, you have gentle hands. It's like holding a salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, and she's like, this is weird, this is weird, this is weird. <laughs> she runs away to the she bathroom. She runs to the bathroom. And they proceed to get in one heck of a fight. Well, because he tries to get um, Tuck to listen about, hey, Heinrich's coming for you. And he's like, get your hands off me, Mike. <laughs> Take your hands right off me, Mike. And then he does, and he, and he goes to walk away. And then he goes, hey, where are you going? Slaps the shit out of him. Mm. Like, there's going to be a fight. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way that Tuck didn't, was not fighting him. It's a great fight scene, too. It was a great fight scene. But at the end of the fight... I should have killed you in uh, Caracas or something, whatever it was. And she's like, you know each other? Okay. So, 
John didn't think that she should have been that mad because they knew each other. And she's, she goes, she was so pissed off that they knew each other. Was this a game? Was this a bet? Mm-hmm. What was this? John didn't think she should have been that mad. No. I think she should have been that mad. I want to know. Did you guys think that in that situation, if you were dating two men or two ladies... If you were dating two men, Tony. Nothing wrong with that. Relationship with two guys. No, no. And you found out after you had decided on sex tiebreaker that they knew each other and it had never come up that they had this friend that was this other person, whatever. Would you be mad? Yes. Tony. I don't know because they're all they're all lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all fucking up and all lying. So don't yum another man's yam. What? What was it? Don't yuck another man's yam. Do you yum. think That's she's too. been lying to them? She's not telling them each other that they're seeing that she's seeing this other. Usually, guy. once you have sex with someone, that's when you tell somebody that you're dating somebody else. Yeah. But presumably, she just slept with FDR, and she's telling Tuck. No, presumably. She's, but she presumably didn't tell Tuck the day that she met with his That's parents. That's true. She, the very next time she sees Tuck, she has to come clean about how I'm sleeping with someone else, because what if they have sex, and he needs to know that she's having sex with more than one person, because that's how STDs are transferred. <laughs> That's how herpes happens. That is how herpes happens. And she happens. didn't tell him. That's true. She didn't. If you're going to have sex with someone, you need to be open about your sexual history in that sort of thing. So no one gets get chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both went with chlamydia. But I, uh, I understand sweet. where she's coming from with like, I don't is have this a game? Were you guys making a bet? <laughs> you better not have chlamydia. I better ever have fucking chlamydia. Damn right you better not <laughs> ever have isn't chlamydia. Isn't chlamydia curable? Yeah. I don't care. And you want chlamydia. And, <laughs> but no, compared still, to like herpes and, and AIDS. It's and still an STD. <laughs> I know, but still. Any STD is bad. I don't have any now. I better I'm, not ever right. have one. I'm pretty, <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure with chlamydia, there's no symptoms in men. They're just like carriers. Only women have like some active symptoms that right. make it terrible. But I'm telling okay. you, I don't have any now and I better not I'm end up with any sure ever. But like, but if you had to catch one. All right. I'm going with the clap. Yeah. clap. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So she had called Trish already, and she so she's out the door because she's pissed. And she gets in Trish's car, and uh, they get hit. Here, drink this. What is it? Oh, it's a screwdriver. I'm sure there's some juice in there. Or <laughs> Those sippy cups are hard to clean. <laughs> but she leaves with Trish, and they are quickly hit and uh, apprehended. By Heinrich and his men. I thought this was so weird. Like, if you're gonna kidnap people, take them out of their car. Like, yeah. they kidnap them and leave them in their own yeah. in their car, and they're like all boxed in. So weird. Well, it, you want to take the little bug. It's valuable. I know. <laughs> just, it's or, just maybe, really, or maybe you don't want I, anybody to know that they're missing. Just it makes it. for a cooler thing later, but it's so yeah, weird. Yeah. So let's just we'll get there. So the guys are able to track them, or track because they've. They've, uh, well, they're still the they're still like arguing with each other with each other, and Lauren calls Tuck, and he's like, "Ha ha, bitch!" He called she called me. What was his ringtone? Sade. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth operator. And then swerve it's Heinrich. Mm-hmm. Got bugs and smoke. Call back to Harley Davidson. So they're able to track them with not, the bugs. Yeah, that's Harley Davidson reference. And they get Trish or they get uh, Lauren out of the car and into the jeep they've stolen with them. And uh, then they shoot Trisha's tires, <laughs> so she gets away from the bad guys. <laughs> she jumps into a lake. But she ends up in the water. She, shit! <laughs> Classic movie car crash. Off yeah. the embankment into the pond. Mm-hmm. And her license plate spun off. 
And yep. Tony goes, is she going to survive that? But it looks like nothing <laughs> happened to her. Like, she's just got to swim away. <laughs> hey, look, she had so shot. much vodka, she was feeling no pain. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck's a hell of a shot, that's all I got to say. And I, I was pulling for Tuck the whole movie. But then Tuck keeps almost falling out of this Jeep. And they, uh, once, and they are doing a chase, and they're trying to shoot out and get rid of all the bad guys. And eventually they think they got all the bad guys. As they ran up to where the highway ends. But <laughs> Mr. Seaworth's like, we're back, man, we're back. They're starting to get along because they're back in sync. And Lauren says, I'm Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> and they're up on the top of right where the uh, highway ends. And they're talking to her, and they both are like, no, he's a great guy, you should be with him, and oh, no, you should he's be with him. And <laughs> it's also interspersed with um, Joe watching TV and seeing a car chase, and he's like, Mom, I don't think Dad's a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't like her either. Which really reminded me, I know you don't, we'll get but to that. this really reminded me of that scene in Armageddon. Yeah, I thought that too. That's your daddy. That's not an astro. What is it? That's not a yeah. salesman. That's, That's your, your dad. Yeah, I don't like that woman either. The girl who played April O'Neil. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like her. Okay. Well, well I loved her in April as April O'Neil though. Yeah. But I didn't like her character in Armageddon. I mean, okay. And the actress, I think she's just a fine person. I don't That's fine. Her. All right. I don't want people to think the wrong idea. Okay. So the guys are back. They're a team again, and they both think that she should go with the other one. And uh, I think they should leave her and go together. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. gonna, I have something to say about that in a minute. So then, Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> another Jeep or another SUV comes rolling up, and they're like, "Oh shit, we didn't get them all." And uh, they're firing, but it's bulletproof. It's bulletproof. And she says, "Shoot she, the headlights!" <laughs> all models after 2006. Front impact airbags, mm -hmm. which I think is dumb. I don't think she should have been the one to save them, and I don't think they put enough of those little. Like, there was a couple, like, when she was shopping with Trish in the Costco and says, oh, don't use that detergent, it leaves a film, use this. Mm -hmm. There was, like, two of those in the movie. That two's enough. But there should have been, like, six of those in the movie. Nope, that'd have been too much. To make it so that she saves cool. the day. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough of those little product knowledge bombs dropped yep. to make this payoff. Tony, what it did you just say? What was, was the rule? Rule three. Stupid. Rule of what? Three. Rule of three. So six would be too many. No, but the headlights, <laughs> the headlights and the laundry detergent is two. Uh -huh. Name me a third. Uh, that when she's not at work, there isn't. Na there isn't. So there's not enough. There's not <laughs> yeah. enough. David Bobby There's not enough. But we know this is what she does for a living. So they they listen mm -hmm. and they crouch down so they can shoot the headlights, and uh, and it works. And that was kind of anticlimactic. They, they, the big fight scene with with uh, Heinrich was just that's it. They yeah. shot the headlights. He died. He, yeah, which is a big the car bummer. Exploded. But the because Till Schweiger climax, is a great actor. I do like him. Or Schweiger. Till Schweiger. Sure. The car ends up hitting the jeep and going off the side of the highway, and they're both on either side going, Lauren, come on, come on, come on, because she's standing in the middle, and now gotta pick one. She has to make her choice. And then the dust clears, and she's with FDR. Damn it. They, fun fact for you, shot three endings. One where she was with FDR, one where she was with Tuck, and one where the two guys were on the same side of the road and she was on the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, how the hell did they do the last one? If one's on the left, one's on the right, the car comes and the girl goes one way and the boys go the other, well, how the fuck that work? They weren't both. That clearly was never the real ending. They weren't on either side. That they ended been, up on the same side. But that would have made sense if they had picked each other over a girl. That would have been awesome. 
That so. should have been the way. The, that would have been a good end, a good that, twist ending to the movie. That should have been how it ended. Yeah, that would have been a good because you expect her to end up with one of them, and that would have been great. And it was obvious she was going to pick FDR all, all along. Yeah. <laughs> but I still, to this day, want her to be with Tuck. But Tuck's too good for her. <laughs> but it's obvious from the very first time she agreed to go on a date with him after he stalked her at work that she was going to pick FDR. Yeah. Well, also because Tuck had a kid. As soon as I saw Tuck had a kid and a wife, sort of. I was like, he's going to go with Tuck. Yeah. I saw it the first time I watched the movie. She's going to go with FDR. He had the setup. In it's case very it obvious what's going to happen, but that doesn't make it bad. No. So the guys make up, cool. <laughs> and we um, we go back to Tuck and his kid at karate, or whatever martial art it is that they do. Yeah. And now his kid knows that he's a secret agent, so he's taught his kid some moves. He's taught his kid a flying armbar. <laughs> Which is and it's a really hard thing to do. His kid beats the other kid. And then he hits the other kid's dad. And he says, a wise man once told me, pain is just weakness <laughs> leaving the body. The body. He's like, yo, weakness leaving the body. No, no, no. He goes, pain is just weakness leaving the body. Bye-bye, weakness. Which <laughs> 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 is why it's so great. That might be so. Spoilers. Then his ex comes up, and she now invites him to go have a family meal. Which I don't like, okay? Because she was all about she's too busy for him when he was a travel agent. But now that she knows he's a secret agent, she's like, oh, I can get down with That's that. That's not what now, I got from see, this. See, and then I didn't read that that way either. No, see, and Elaine <laughs> me got, and John well, had this conversation. They had all these can I tell what I got? Yeah, go. Me, I got... That she finally, it explained all the times that he was missing and gone and wasn't telling the truth and she thought he was hiding something, which is probably why they got divorced, not because of his job. Okay. And yeah. because he was lying now, and she knew. Now it understood and she was willing to give him a second chance. Okay, great. Now let me ask you a question. Did that come up at all in the movie? At one no. time did she ever say that? So but that you're allowed to infer, but Lauren being an expert on products you had a problem with, which she had already oh, talked about in the movie, that she already I had that a problem with. Either that you were, <laughs> had a problem with, because it was only that it was other time. I too convenient that My her product knowledge saved the day when they didn't drop enough hints about her awesome product knowledge saving the day. She should have said something about a stain stick to Ken or some bullshit at the sushi place. It just bothered me. I felt it was contrived, and I didn't... <laughs> Much like it's contrived when the ex-wife all of a sudden wants to be with the ex-husband because he's a super secret agent. Well, they can't leave Tuck single because he's a good guy and deserves to get some, <laughs> some my, booty. My, he's a handsome fella and he's about to be Bane. He's going to be alright. My problem was you don't have to lie to your wife and tell not to in CIA, FBI, so like you, you can tell your wife you're. That's not a. That's not a ninja. You can tell them you work for the CIA. Yeah. You don't have to tell the them movies, what you though. do. In yeah, the movies, movies, it's always secret. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can tell them. But uh, like I would tell my wife, I'm I in the CIA. That, I have to go kill people. See you later. I got that his constant traveling and her not really understanding his job. Like she yeah. was suspicious that other things yeah. were going on, uh, and she now told she her knows. She meant that much to him, but told her. Yeah. Now she knows, so now she can. They can move past that. It was it was a convenient. But you know what? If those two are going to start dating, they should set up some rules. No hanky panky. <laughs> so, okay. So at the end, uh, we have Tuck and FDR in a plane, and uh, this is where we get another product knowledge thing. Lauren calls him and says, "Are you using X Y Z shoot? Because wow. it's bad. the best one." And he's yeah, yeah. like, "Of course we are." And she's like, "Did you tell him yet?" And he says, "I'm about to." And they're like, I love you, I love you. And then he says, he tells Tuck that he asked her to marry him. And he asked him to be his best man. Yay! Yeah, he, he does that. 
<laughs> and then he screams a lot and you don't know what the fuck he says uh, because then Tom Hardy has a terrible voice when he's screaming. FDR it's says, I think it's poetic justice because <laughs> you slept with Lauren and I slept with Katie. And he's like, what? He's like, <laughs> what? You slept with my wife. You slept with my wife. I didn't sleep hard with Lauren. I just made you think that. To make you jealous. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you slept with my wife. And he tackles him and they go out of the plane. And that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the movie, yeah. And the first time we see Tom Hardy in his next movie, he's in a plane. True. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, he does uh, Dark Knight Rises is the next movie he did after this and it starts in a plane. Yeah. Oh. First time you see him. But I've we're not going to get movie. that movie because it's so appreciated because it's an awesome movie. But it's the least appreciated of the Batman movie so maybe we will. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who wants to start with their final That's thoughts? That's not how it works. You pick somebody. Pick. All right. Oh, <laughs> everybody's looking at you now. The whole point of the movie is for her to pick somebody. Now you got to pick somebody. Don't just, go just pick. Well, there's no <laughs> wrong answer. Just go. Okay. I was gonna say go with whoever you love the best. All right. That worked out. <laughs> she did. I know. Did. Okay. So my favorite character is Bothwick, FDR's head hot, head team guy. I just I just loved him. He made me happy. I'm not gonna lie to you. My favorite character too. But I'm not. I'm also not going to lie to you. I didn't know his name, so I didn't write it down. I but I knew who he was. <laughs> okay, so my least favorite character is. You should already have this figured I, out. No, I. <laughs> it's going to be their boss, I guess, because I really like okay, Angela great. Bassett. Because I know, but I left it blank because I couldn't figure out who I didn't. All know. right, great. Moving on. Um, my favorite scene is the paintball scene. I just really love that. It's hilarious. I mean, it was really hard to pick between paintball and fight at the at lunch but I went with paintball um, I had two realizations during this movie that both um, Reith Witherspoon and Tom Hardy I don't really like very many of their movies because I didn't like Mad Max Fury Road I, I don't it. like I didn't <laughs> like the Dark Knight the hmm. Dark Knight Rises I like that one That's too the one Dark Knight Rises right? <laughs> I don't like those movies but I love Tom Hardy which is really weird because his most popular movies I don't like. Um, and with Reese Witherspoon, like all of her movies, I don't like. I like Legally Blonde. But <laughs> whereas I think Tom Hardy is a great actor, I think Reese Witherspoon is a terrible actress. I think she's very overrated. I love Chris Pine, though. He's, he's great. I'll watch him in anything. But I like this movie. <laughs> it's fun. And... I recommend it highly. It's a great time. But it's you have to remember it's a fun movie. You can't think about how douchey these dudes are. Because if you try to look at it reality-based, then it's just terrible. Yeah. But it's just a fun movie with fun banter and good times. That's, Elaine gives it a yay. Next! My it's me. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. Um, let's see. My favorite character, I liked FDR. I know he's kind of douchey, but he had a James Bond thing I thought was cool. Mm. Um, my favorite line was, he entered the premises, and then he entered the premises. <laughs> Did um, you give us a favorite line? No, I forgot. Oh. It's oh. Dickerson, make it rain. Right. <laughs> favorite scene? Um, I like the scene when when the situation makes, makes her choose. I thought that was interesting. It's not great for an ending because they don't get to fight the bad guy, mm -hmm. but I thought it was an interesting setup for the story that you had to pick between the two to save your life. That was kind of a neat thing. Uh, least favorite character, I guess, the douche dad that teaches karate or whatever the hell he was. Yeah. Um, 
As far as the movie, uh, I thought it was surprisingly surprisingly fun movie. I loved it every time I watched it. Um, manages to have action and comedy, fun without taking itself too seriously. So I recommend it. All right, that's two recommends. No, no pressure. pressure. Is he gonna high fidelity me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna high fidelity? That's a good. Well, you never know when a high fidelity is gonna happen. <laughs> All right, so um, that's the whole. My point. favorite character would be Tuck. Um, oh, not FDR. Nope, Tuck. Huh, interesting. Yeah, gotta be Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're making the face. Because I really thought you were going to do FDR, and then I was going to say a thing about how, oh, you like the douchebag again? <laughs> Tell me more about how you hate She Vin had Diesel. it all built up. I had picked Tuck. But Tony did that, and the, I didn't feel it was right to shit on him for My least favorite character would be Chelsea Handler. <laughs> because I just don't think she's the a good character person. of Trish or the Trish, actress Trish. of Chelsea I could, Handler. I couldn't remember her name in the movie. Chelsea Handler, I'm sure, is a very fine person. I'm not, you know, I don't hate her personally. I don't think her comedy is very funny. But I confused myself That's, a little because the first time I watched the movie, I just wrote her as Chelsea in all my notes, and then I, by the end, I had started calling her Trish. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I need to go back and change. Well, I knew he's not keen on Chelsea Handler, the person either, like as the a comedian. comedian. So no. I was con yeah. so I was just confused. And right. of course, uh, no surprise, my favorite line of the movie is I've said it on about thirty times. It's no hanky panky. Okay. <laughs> I just love that line. What's your favorite scene? Oh, my favorite scene would probably have to be ooh. Hmm. I don't have one, but let me think. I got one. Fight scene? Nope. <laughs> when uh, Tuck shoots the FDR in the yeah. neck, and he's fading away, and he gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. This movie had an awesome soundtrack, by the way. Too. It yeah, did. It did. Uh, so, I'm going to give it a recommend. Yay! This is, is a fun movie. This is a movie you should watch with uh, with your lady, with your friends. It's just a fun movie. Like, you know, Lane said, don't take it too seriously. It's a fucking movie. Relax. This is the first I've never gotten all recommends before. I get them all the time. It's no big deal. Carly, will you please tell us who your favorite and least favorite characters are? My favorite car character is also Bothwick. Which we already knew because she name. just said it. I know. And who is your least favorite? My least favorite character is probably the, uh, the other dad at the karate. I did not okay. like him. Your favorite scene? My favorite scene... When she's dancing around making popcorn? Because that do, seems like a Carly thing. I do really like that song, and I totally would do that. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't already. Yeah. I also found myself relating to the scene where he's like, don't just say what I already said, and he's like, we will see that. <laughs> we'll see about that. That, that we will see. see. <laughs> and I was like, that's me. I would totally say that. But uh, my favorite line is, by Curious Skinny Dipping Rollerblading, what is this, 1994? And, uh... I also give this movie a recommend. I thought it was Which well, you makes it. more <laughs> sense when you know that this movie was written in 1998. Yes! <laughs> I appreciate that you pointed that out. That does help a lot. It so, really does. Yeah. So. What's next? We want you to find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. On Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud. Listen to us, rate us, review us, subscribe. Let Instagram. us know what you think. We, we super appreciate everybody that has liked our tracks on SoundCloud. It means a lot, and mm -hmm. we love that. Please keep doing that. You're wonderful. You're doing your the comments. Lord's work. <laughs> we enjoyed reading your comments, too. We got some comments and feedback. Yes. And cool. email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Instagram at unmoviepodcastdogs. And if you, too, would like to be referred to as our number one fan like Ben, please <laughs> tweet at us on Podcast. Yes. Yeah, Ben. What's up, dude? <laughs> next week, tune in where we will be reviewing Elaine's next pick, Michael. John uh, 1996 movie where John Travolta plays Archangel Michael. 
it's a it'll it's a good time to it's a in. bit of all right it's got what's his name in it uh, the, 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 what the boss, are what you his doing name? <laughs> the, the accent <laughs> i don't know but tune in next week <laughs> that is the worst bob hoskins impression bob hoskins, i've ever heard in my life <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, that I, that's it. Anybody got? Okay, nope. yeah.